Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast. And I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. It's Thursday, November 10th. One of the things about the Bloomberg Newsroom is we are very into data. As part of that, my colleagues on the Markets Live team do a weekly investor survey asking questions about different elements of financial markets. It's called the MLive Pulse Survey for the Markets Live team taking the pulse of financial markets. In October, that team asked investors for their opinions about crypto, obviously. Bloomberg senior editor for markets, Kasia Klimanschinska, is part of the Markets Live team and responsible for these surveys. I think, you know, that retail and professional investors may be investing in Bitcoin for different reasons. She joins me today along with Bloomberg reporter Vildana Harek. Crypto has been moving in the same way that stocks have been moving basically all year long. To talk about the crypto results. Kasha, Vildana, so good to have you on the show today. I feel like we just barely scraped out what certain types of traders were calling October, right? This idea that October just about managed to end the month in crypto higher than where it started. And it was a a bit of a slog, but but we got there. And one of the other things that we got to in October, and Kasha, I'd love your perspective on this, is what I thought it was a little bit of a surprising result from some investors that your team polled about, you know, crypto market sentiment. Tell us a little bit more about what your findings were and where these findings came from. Yeah, thanks for asking. So my team polls a very broad group of investors every week. So there are portfolio managers, sell-side, buy-side traders, even some executives and, of course, retail investors. So every week we ask them about something different. You know, one time it's strong dollar, the other time it's treasuries, and then the meme stocks. And this time we asked about Bitcoin. We found a lot of interesting things, but uh, one of them was that they expect Bitcoin to kind of stabilize mm-hmm. <laughs> in and trade in what you would say would be a narrow range com- you know, compared to where the Bitcoin went over the past uh, year where it was all over the place, right? So now investors are saying it will stay between $18,000 and $25,000. Which is still a wider range than it's trading at right now, where it's basically between like eighteen dollars and $20,500. Right. And you can also argue that it's kind of a positive outlook. I mean, it sees both downside and upside, but not to the extremes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we did a similar survey a couple of months ago and back then people were expecting bitcoin to go to ten thousand dollars or even lower so this time you could argue that investors are actually more optimistic about the crypto asset Fulana, what other signs of optimism are you seeing in the markets whether in in folks that you're talking to or just what you're seeing in fund flows or other areas 
I like to focus on the macro picture. So when I speak with investors, crypto investors, crypto strategists, analysts, I always ask about what's going on with the economy, with what they're seeing in terms of what the Federal Reserve is doing, because we know that all of those actions by the Fed in terms of them raising interest rates this year is really what's weighed on mm-hmm. risky assets, including cryptocurrencies. So within the stock market, and this has happened so many times this year, I think something like five or six times, we've seen stocks rallying mm-hmm. because investors are expecting a so-called pivot from the Fed. Now, that word actually means different things to different people. For some, it means that the Fed is going to stop hiking interest rates. For others, it just means that they're going to be less aggressive. And we know crypto has been moving in the same way that stocks have been moving basically all year long. Mm -hmm. And so some are expecting that if we do see this Fed pivot, whatever it may mean or whatever it may look like, that we could also have a turn in sentiment for cryptocurrencies. And Kasha, to Vildana's point about the macro environment, one of the biggest macro themes that's been not just influencing crypto, but driving crypto is regulation. What did the Markets Life Pulse survey have to say about regulation? Yeah, so I think we were quite surprised by this finding. So we asked investors if they think not only regulation, but also enforcement is positive, whether it will make them buy more, invest more in crypto. And they said yes. So according to, again, this broad group of investors, uh, some of them might be crypto enthusiasts, some of them might be skeptics, but they overall, they seem to be saying, okay, taking Bitcoin and other crypto assets out of the so-called Wild West and into the uh, mainstream traditional investing, that's good for us. That's where we are willing to look into it and add it to our portfolios. And when you say a broad group, you know, we had, I think it was more than 500 respondents. I think the exact number was 564. And 60% of those respondents said that they thought the recent space of legal action, including enforcement, was positive for crypto. I was really interested in the breakdown between folks who identified themselves as like retail investors and professional investors on this question, because the retail investors said that you know, 65% of the retail investors said they were be more likely to invest in crypto because of this great enforcement. But only 56% of the professional investors said the same, which is, I think that to me, that, that strikes me as unusual because a lot of the, the rhetoric around we want regulatory clarity seems to have come from the institutional space. Do we have any theories as to why we had the split between retail and professional on this question? Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, I think Vildana can probably talk about it a little bit as well. But I think, you know, that uh, retail and professional investors may be investing in Bitcoin for different reasons, right? I mean, I think for some retail investors, it's uh, making some kind of a statement, being independent from the mainstream financial system. Whereas for professional investors, I think Bitcoin and other crypto assets might have a little bit of a diversification element to them. And again, I think Vildana has already mentioned that uh, a little bit, that Bitcoin so far this year has been moving in tandem with some other financial assets, which I think for some professional investors might actually be a negative, right? Mm-hmm. They were looking for something that would be moving in a different way. So if the entire market is impacted by the Fed, they want to have something in their portfolio that will you know, not go down with the other assets or, or not go up. And they maybe thought that Bitcoin would play that role. But again, so far this year, it, it seems that no, that unfortunately Bitcoin is kind of, you know, joining the race with, with with other assets and that might just not be as attractive for some. 
And if I can just add a little bit to this, I also love the quote that we had in in the story, mostly because I got this quote, (laughs) but also because it's really good. And it said, the more regulators can get crypto out of the Wild West, that's the key phrase, and into traditional investing, the better off it's going to be. And I think, and we've talked about this on this podcast before, where there's this sort of never-ending hope. There's never-ending optimism within the crypto space, especially on the part of retail investors where the future is always going to be bright if you are a, a sort of you know true believer in, in the space so that's I think part of it but the other part and not to to tamp down on the party too much but I think there's a difference between people saying that they'd be interested mm-hmm. in the space if there's greater regulation and actually them waiting into the space were we to see greater enforcement I'm reminded of an editor who used to say that you know the best survey of market sentiment is the prices themselves. Yeah, right? and they've been, quote unquote, boring recently. <laughs> Bitcoin is boring. <laughs> well, according to one of the questions in the survey, we also asked people like, what what's one word you think of when we say Bitcoin? And we had this like lovely little word cloud and there were a few that were all roughly the same size and they were bubble, volatile, future, Ponzi and scam. <laughs> so, I mean, despite the shall we say, measured enthusiasm about the possibility of investing more, it seems that there is also a degree of concern about the robustness of this ecosystem. And Fultana, one of the things that we started to observe, in addition to a 100% increase in the price of Doge over the past couple of days, is as Bitcoin is both, you know, quote unquote, boring, but also other elements in crypto, the more the bigger and more traditional tokens are providing less and less of a hedge, we are starting to see people look for alpha elsewhere, right? And so in some cases, that might be the meme coins. In some cases, it, it might be DeFi. Do you think we're at a point in crypto where folks start to chase like yields at any cost, no matter the risk profile? I'm not sure because so I've been talking to people about this recently because Bitcoin has been so quote unquote boring. So the question is, whereas over the last couple of years, you could implement any number of wild trading strategies and you could go there if you were a super high risk, high adrenaline person, you could wade into the space and uh, actually make uh, a lot of money very quickly if you knew what you were doing, and if you knew how to trade some of these these strategies. Mm -hmm. And so now the question is, what are people doing if volatility has come way down where you have comparisons to the stock market and on some days you have Bitcoin just like wavering around a certain level and stocks just going like nuts all the time. And you see a lot of people making that comparison and saying, well, crypto is now less volatile. And then also we just have not really had a catalyst that's helped prices break out upwards. Mm -hmm. We had an announcement from BlackRock where they had a partnership with Coin, Coinbase, the crypto exchange, and prices basically did nothing. So right. even this huge, huge announcement wasn't able to shake things out of the sort of doldrums that, that we've seen. So I've, I have been asking people, like, how are you making money now? Some are, you know, utilizing sort of, sort of traditional strategies where when they see Bitcoin prices go down, they wade in and, and they buy around 17 or 18,000. But then also you have people implementing like different option strategies. And for some, uh, that's working. And, and and there are other strategies like market neutral strategies. Mm-hmm. These like weird wonky things that people, are, they're just looking uh, to find ways to, to make things a bit more exciting. 
We'll be right back with more from Bloomberg reporter Vildana Harek and senior editor for markets Kasia Klimoshinska. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash GreenFestival. Kasha, going back to the word bubble, right? (laughs) Going back to the word bubble, you know, risk was there about the same size as the word value and the way that word clouds or word bubbles work is, you know, you kind of like match the size of the thing to the number of responses. But one of the ones that was kind of still up there was gambling. So it, it does seem like there's still a perception, especially among institutional investors, that even if the volatility is reduced, the risk profile of crypto overall is still high. Do you do you think that's a fair characterization of the findings? I mean, that was kind of what we were trying to find out with mm-hmm. this poll. And I actually going out of it, I'm not sure I got the answer because, you know, yeah, the gambling is there. But again, you know, it's also Ponzi and future. I think it's kind of, you know, gambling is still a word that is associated with Bitcoin. But um, and again, Vildana might have a different opinion, but I think it has been gradually going away over the last year and the more there's regulation and putting crypto into the mainstream the, the more the, the gambling aspect will, will go away right but it's also i think because this year overall i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think this um, this is the year of risk off right and going with the safest asset i mean the best bet you could have made this year would have been to bet on the dollar and you know as imagine my, that <laughs> as my grandma right she would have told you that <laughs> it's not a risky bet at all so i think i guess that's a question that we have to ask again three months from now and we'll see what people say indeed um two other questions that you did ask in the survey were around the flippening <laughs> which is, frankly, let's be clear, this is a terrible word. But what that word refers to is the idea that Ether, which is the second largest token by market value, could overtake Bitcoin. And, you know, I think it's like only a third of those polled in the survey said they think the flippening could happen in the next two years, which is about the same that folks got in July. 
And, you know, you there was this also this lovely quote in the story. Did you get this one as well, Vildana? Possibly. From- <laughs> if it's good, it was me. <laughs> For sure. Um, from Victoria Green of G Squared Private Wealth, which said, it's almost like a religion. If you believe, you will always believe, no matter the price or the headwinds. And Kasha, just on that note, a question for you. Are there any other asset classes that you or the folks on Markets Live cover that have this like similar grounding and belief rather than, say, fundamentals? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I would say probably not. I mean, you know, most of the folks that we talk to every day, they do look at fun- fundamentals and data all the time, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's all they live in the world of Excel and spreadsheets. But yeah, I, I would definitely give it to Bitcoin. They, they, they built quite a brand. Um, nothing uh, seems to be able to take it away, even this boring <laughs> range that it is trading in right now. And that's also why you have words like flippening and October and all <laughs> these different memes. And it's basically like everybody has their own lexicon within the space because it's a little tight-knit community and they speak with one another and then you have these words sort of crop up or, or be sort of made out of thin air. Right. And because it's a way of identifying that you're yeah. part of the in-group. Terrific. Well, Kasha, maybe we'll see you in three months. I hope so. All right. <laughs> Thank you for being on. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Take Thank care. You. you can find more of their reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal, on Bloomberg.com and on Twitter. Vildana is at Vildana Harik. That's V-I-L-D-A-N-A-H-A-J-R-I-C. And Kasha is K. Klimashinska. That's the letter K and then K-L-I-M-A-S-I-N-S-K-A. Hi, it's Desta from the Bloomberg Crypto Podcast team. It's been a dramatic week in crypto with the sudden troubles of Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX.com prompting a bailout offer from its biggest rival, Binance Holdings, only for the deal to fall through. We'll have the latest on the deal that wasn't and what it means for investors on the next This Week in Crypto. This is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. Or find us on Twitter, we're at Crypto. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergalina. Our senior producer is Janet Babin. Our producers are Mohamed Farouk and Sharon Barrero. Our associate producers are Ty Butler and Moses Undam. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidron. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael. We'll be back tomorrow. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.